Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, one and all. This is Bakabytes, a show where we talk about what we are watching this week in anime. I am your host, Frankfurter, and with me today, as always, is my co-host, Amplified Mufaletta, Magically Average, and our guest friend, person, Thurgy Thurg, a.k.a. Colin Robinson, a.k.a. Tim. How are you both doing today? What's a Mufaloofa? What the fuck? What did you say? Mufaletta? Do you not know what a Mufaletta is? I don't. It's a it's a sandwich. It's like a it's a sandwich that's traditionally like you can find it in Louisiana. It's like really thick bread, got like an olive spread, and then just kind of like uh, salami type meats and whatnot. So like it's a Jimmy John's a Jimmy John's Italian Club. But why don't like, you just say why don't you say that? It's not because it's not amplified Jimmy John's Italian Club, magically average, and then no. Why'd you have to go move? What no one knows what a muffaletta is. I'm probably I just... pronouncing it wrong, but it, it's it, if you look at it, if you see it, you would know what it is. All right, it's I believe It's a delicious you. sandwich. It's it's delicious. But Tim, how are you today? I'm doing great. I, I don't know if you guys can. Oh, oh, sorry. I was gonna say I don't know if you can hear the thunder in the background, but it is pouring here. So if I lose you guys, just carry on. Oh yeah, like always. I mean, we basically will carry. I mean, I carry you solo, so I'm pretty sure Tim and I can get us across the finish line together. So no worries there. But yes, Tim, Tim, you're joining us for the first time. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. It's gonna be fun. I speed walk. Oh, oh, uh, nope. Go ahead. I I was gonna ask you a question, but you you speed watched what? I speed watched all of um, Birdie Wing yesterday. Finished mm-hmm. uh, catching up on Spy Family today. Um, in the middle of Demon Slayer, I'm on like what episode 18 right now. Yeah, so still in the first season, but yeah. he's getting through. This guy, though, okay. this guy is is the epitome of, like, we'll just absorb something immediately. Like, when we first were, like, watching 
anime and he got into it, we were like, Tim, you should watch My Hero. He finished it in, you like, what, three weeks? Something like that, yeah. Not even. It's five seasons in three Like, that's pretty good. Like, that's that's a couple episodes a day every day. So that's that's dedicated, too. So he's, uh, he, we can basically, we, we should just tell him all of the best, ani- like, anime to watch. Like, Ghost Stories, should have him watch that. God. We should have, have him watch, you know, all of Attack on Titan, because that's just I don't know stellar. why I was about to say Golden Boy. That's a legitimately just fun show. So. <laughs> but yes, this, this is going to be but, uh, an, enjoyable. Tim B. Oh, oh I no, think, I think we lost him. Tell us a little him. bit about your oh. history... What? He's back. Oh, hello? He's back. The thunder almost took him out. Imagine Dragon's oh, amazing no. song, Lightning and Thunder, almost took out our boy Frankfurter. Lightning <laughs> and the, the thunder. thunder. Anywho, he's back. Um, Tim, I was going to ask you what your history with anime is, but apparently our boy here, Amplified Mufaletta, already knows your history and told us your history. Basically, you just got into it. Yeah, I mean, I watched like a couple shows in college, like way back when, like death note and soul eater and a little bit of dragon ball z and a little bit of naruto but i mean that's about it for it hasn't it's been a while since i really watched anything fair enough well i'm glad you could join us i'm glad you caught up on a bunch of shows uh but let's let's dive into it we got some quick hits we've actually got about even amounts this week so tyler kick us off with whatever the fuck you want to talk about um i mean we can start with tomodachi game so it's getting as, as much I of a dumpster fire. Behind. I mean, I, so I, we were talking about it earlier. Like, I, I made the comment that it's it's still, in my opinion, a, a pretty bad show. Like, it, it, is, it is pretty shitty. But it it's, is a solid 3 out of 10. It's getting less shitty to where, like, I'm, I watched this episode and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what's going to... I'm actually intrigued. Like, what's going to happen next? But it's not enough to me to be like, okay... I am fully invested or anything like that. Like I, I honestly, if the next episode comes out, I could just skip it if I wanted to, but you know, this, this it's getting, it's getting some intrigue, you know, it's piquing my interest a bit, but it, essentially what happens, cause I, I, we didn't talk about the previous episode cause we did the reviews last week, but in the third game, it starts off with Tenji and Yuichi. I think the Yuichi is like, sort of like the, basically the light <laughs> of a uh, Tomodachi game. Like he's kind of like the somewhat evil vibe dude. Who's got, uh, got a, a different agenda, a different set of things he wants to accomplish that other people don't know. And he's with Tenji, who was the traitor from the first two games. And the first step of the round three is like, they have to survive in this cave for like 72 hours with just like a big bottle of water. And basically they spend the time in that episode being like, okay, I'm going to, Tenji's like, I'm going to lay out all the truths. This is what everyone said their debt is. Here's mine. I'll show it to you even. I even got more debt because of it. You can trust me. I swear to God, I'm on your side now. I just want to beat this company or like organization or whatever. And Yuichi's like, all right, whatever. I guess you can just prove it. And then we find out the game is basically hide and seek, which I'm like, okay. But it's against another team. And that team has five people. So it's five people against two. And then they're like, oh, shit. Well, we're at a disadvantage because every team, they have to have one person hiding and the rest of them has to find the opposite team's hider. So they're like, well, poop. But our boys get an extra squad mate. It's one of the girls that's been watching this whole time. 
this is like sort of like a secret agent that's pretending to be a part of the Tomodachi game now. And all she, all she's she there. Did, I don't think she was one of the main ones watching. I think she's just somebody that works for the company. Cause no, like, we're she, just going to throw this. She was I don't remember her being one of the people that was just like commenting on the games. No, she was the second person. So there was like the taller chick with the black hair and then the shorter, more bubbly girl with the red hair. And the shorter one was the one they sent to the game. Cause she's been reporting back. And I haven't seen her, so I just put two and two together. And I was like, oh, it's her. But um, uh, okay. effectively what happens in this episode is Tenji goes mad because it's been three days without getting any food or water. Because what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to have some of the Seekers go out and get supplies and bring them back to the hider. And so they fucking can survive. But Yuichi just been chilling by the base while the other team surrounds them. And he's just been eating and sleeping and just not caring the world. And then at the very end of the episode, by the end of day three, he's like, guess what, other team? I want to join your side now. And everyone's like, what? And then it's over. So you're mm. like, this is still dumb. Like, it's it's still just really bad. But it's a little bit more interesting now because you're getting more into the life and death stakes. So I guess it's more of like a death game now, but it's still just not well done. So you're just kind of like, eh, whatever. But I, I, at this point, we're what, seven episodes in eight episodes in eight. Yeah. And at this point I'm like, I just want to know how this first season's going to end. Cause if it doesn't end with this game, completing like if there's if the if the ending episode is like find out next season on tomodachi game i'm like no no this this shit's ending now i'll just read the synopsis on on my anime list when that season drops or on imdb like i don't, I don't have the spoons or anything to be able to survive another season of it so you can just go to the wikipedia or something yeah but yeah, also, that's Tomodachi it game it isn't the, it isn't the same girl the girl that's been the watcher has like long pink hair so. Really? Because the, the other yep. the long pink hair girl hasn't been in there for the last like two and a half episodes, so I just assumed uh... that there was the one that she sent they sent in. Because it's been like this other, the girl that's been the woman that's been observing the now new group that's joined into the hide and seek game. Like she's been their observer, so it's been tall black haired girl and now tall blonde haired girl sort of in this weird like battle of wits like who's my group's gonna beat your group and then like yeah you think that except we've got the fucking antichrist respawned in human form now on this one team wait till you see this psychopath and then yeah at the end of the episode he's like i quit and join your team while tenji's just like i'm dying i'm in this fucking cave and i'm dying so yeah it's a dumpster fire it's yeah it's it's, it's not great uh something that is still good it's not great, but it's good. You know, it's at least fun to watch. It's Skeleton Knight. It's, mm-hmm. uh, we're starting to get more of the meat of the story, which is, uh, that there's basically like a, a syndicate that is shipping illegally elves to different countries and different states people as a part of like this underground, like black market elf, elf trading scheme. Um, hmm. Even though there's like there's been like a pact because they had a war like 200 years ago or something. I don't know. Whatever. Like fighting and stuff. Who cares? But uh, it's causing a lot of turmoil between different kingdoms because there's like this one kingdom 
that's that has a couple of different siblings all fighting for their father's throne and it's suspected that like one of them's working with the bad people to ship the elves out but it could be both who knows but then the daughter has been in charge of like going to the other kingdom where that one dude was about to sell off all these different elves but then got caught by our boy Ark as he just fucking exploded through his castle like nobody's business and was just like hey don't do that bam um, that was basically how that fight ended, which is him bursting through a wall and being like, hello. And then that was where it ended. But uh, so we're, she was... we're eight episodes in and we're finally getting plot. Yeah, for the most part. It's it, it was a lot of like, I won't even say world building because it was really just like it's been like three towns. It's been this major kingdom, this minor kingdom where some of the elf trading was taking place that they've spent a majority of the time in. And then now the newish one is the elf village where Ark gets taken to by his new dark elf companion um and gets his ass kicked this is the first time where we actually see him get like totally obliterated in in a battle and it's with uh his elf companion's mother (laughs) because apparently like yeah well because she reveals like hey by the way like i taught my daughters how to fight and i used to be a like a hardcore fighter like a warrior and you know you know I uh, I really really itching for a good fight because I basically beat up every last person in this village. So uh, come and fight me. And he was like, mm, I don't know if I should. And then just every single time, gets destroyed. And so, so three hundred was... years killing slime type <laughs> deal. Yeah, kinda. But like it was the first part where he goes like, okay, I can't rely on magic because he's been doing a lot of like these god tier type fighting styles using magic like all of his abilities from the video game where people are like, Whoa, what you, you shouldn't be able to do that. You're, you're like this class person, aren't you? And he's like, uh, yeah, but you know, I'm different. Wink, wink <laughs> is basically how he's gotten by. Well, cause he's like, I have the ability to heal people and I can also break curses. I can also teleport. I can also like do spells without, Incant like in any incantations or drawings or anything like fire and lightning and stuff and they're like, whoa, he's like a goddamn magician. Um, wow, whoa, whoa. So like now when he's like hand on hand combat, he's like, mm, I'm not that good, am I? <laughs> he's like, I probably should should uh, strengthen up there. So like yeah. again, it's not there's like very, it's not it's like very limited world building, very minor character development. I mean, it, again, it's just it's an isekai. There's nothing like too unique about it. It's just I love the character arc because he's hilarious. Like he just makes me laugh. And because <laughs> the start of this episode, because his character is a full skeleton, right? But everyone thinks he's like, when he reveals that to his elf companion and her family, they're like, oh, shit, you got cursed, didn't you? And he was like, yes, let's run with that story. It was a curse. I am cursed. Not that I picked this character design when I started playing this video game that you guys are all in. That can't, definitely not the case. It's a curse. Nope. And he was never. like, but but then in it, when he's like going to bed, he's like, man, I wonder if this actually is a curse. Since like I'm in this world, maybe it is just a curse. So he does like an uncursed spell and his hand turns into a human hand. He's like, huh? What? what so then the start of this most recent episode is him just still gasping and then his hand just goes poof and then back into a skeleton he's like god damn it so he just keeps trying to uncurse it and it keeps like turning human and then just poof, back to skeleton 
He's like, okay, well then maybe I'm on to something. Like maybe this is actually a curse that I have to go get lifted in this world. So again, there's just some funny pieces to it. It's, it's nothing like, you know, it's not an in, like innovative or creative or really out of this world, like a Mashoko Tensei style, but it's just yeah. fun. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Shikamori took a break because of the COVID yeah. outbreak at the beginning of the season. So, yeah. So I think episode seven and episode nine are going to be delayed. I don't know by Another how long. Yes. I, I'm not sure. They just, they just made note that both of those episodes are going to have a delay with them. So I don't know if that means that both are going to come out a week later, if, they're going to have to delay one further than another. I have no clue. Uh, but basically, yeah. this this what they did for this week was they, re, they replayed the first episode but had the voice actors commentate over to sort of, like, describe the scenes and, like, what they did and, you know, how they acted throughout the episode. So I, I didn't watch the whole thing because I was like, I don't really... No offense to the people. I, mean, they, I know they work really hard on it, but I'm like, I... I have a lot of other shows I need to catch up on. I'm like, I love you guys, but I will watch you another time. So it wasn't much, but you know, I, I, I at least appreciate the fact that they did something like they put something out this week. So that way it didn't feel like there's a gap and it's, it's kind of interesting. The fact that they had all the voice actors just commentate over the episode and walk everyone through it. It's like one of those like editor cut style things at the end of a movie. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it's pretty cool. I'll give them that, but yeah, you know, sad news about COVID outbreak at their studio, but hopefully, hopefully we can wrap it up around the same time everything else shuts down because once summer hits, it's, it's going to be really hard to get back into it if they're a couple weeks behind still. Yeah. Although weirdly enough, we have like summer shows that are coming out in late, like late July, which I thought would have been coming out in early July, which is a little weird, but everything's... we'll see how that Everything is getting more and more scattered, I swear. Like, everything's just starting at later times or starting early. Like, it all, it, it, like, Demon Slayer was that way, where, like, it started really early. And then, obviously, it wrapped yeah, up it well before everything December. else. December. Yeah. It started technically in December, and then it just, like, ended mid February. Yeah. So it's, but it ended, like, almost in the middle of the winter season. So I feel, it was like, like, really I feel awkward. like anime right now is like video games were back in the like 2000s or video games and movies like DVDs, like everything used to come out on Tuesdays. And then at some point it just evolved into chaos and they're like, we're going to come out on Fridays now. And now we're going to come out on Wednesdays and now Mondays and now it doesn't yeah. Fucking matter. Yeah, but just like, what the fuck? That's why you just got to you got to keep up to date on my anime list or go old school like me and build an Excel sheet. <laughs> Because I am an old person. You fucking nerd. I know. Anywho. But, um, yeah, those are your quick hits. Mine, I have one, and then I'm gonna, we're going to get Tim in here, I swear. We, we will. You're still there. You're alive and kicking, right, Tim? I think so. Okay. Well, that's good I had to resuscitate him. Uh, that's why it took a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say. A lot of mouth-to-mouth -mouth action there <laughs> to get him back oh. up and running. That's hot with a W in there. Oh, so hot. <laughs> So hot. Anywho, um, I have one show that uh, nobody else is watching because it's just my show. This is legitimately becoming a very good slice of life. Uh, heroines run the show. I mean, you said that like last week. I I know, and I and I'm gonna repeat it. Like it's it's legitimately become a really solid slice of life show. Um, so like this episode, they 
you know, they meet the childhood friend and the two idols kind of bully him. Like when they have like a moment alone, they kind of bully him into like seeing if he actually likes her or not or why he's here, if he's actually a friend, yada, yada. And like, yeah, it turns out the childhood friend has a crush on the childhood friend, the girl. So it's like, wowie, wow. So it's oh, just, my stars. Uh, that's so new. No show's ever done I, that before. I know. But it was really funny because he, he professes his love after the concert and like the day night before he's going to go home. And um, she's having a hard time processing it. And she's like, I don't know what to do. So she goes and she calls her her two like friends from school and they go to like a restaurant to talk about it. And the one who's like actually dating somebody is just like she asks like, how did you know if you were, you know, you like this person? They talk about that story. And then the other friend that she has, who's kind of more reserved, but, you know, is like a down, like, like a low key, just like, sorry, low key, just like fanatic of just sappy love stories slash a little freaky. She's like that like character to the show. Okay. And she starts getting very loud and in, in her face about like, oh my God, this is like, every shoujo manga girl's dream of just like having their uh like friend uh childhood friend confess to them like of course you should say yes or whatever and just like getting all up in her grill about it and it was just it was funny and then after that you know she kind of just processes her own feelings etc it's just like how do i do this and she comes to a good conclusion of just basically i'm busy right now it's not that i don't like you it's just I don't want to miss out on anything I'm doing right now. I want to give everything that I'm giving to these things right now. So basically it's like, yes, but not right now. Yeah. Plus we live in different cities. So like, no, Oh, what the fuck? I mean, she could have just said that. Well, I mean, she lives in Tokyo. He lives back at home still, you know, whatever, but uh, it was a good episode. I mean, it's turning into a very good slice of life. Uh, I thought there was going to be more of a love triangle thing going on there, but maybe they'll save that for later seasons. If there are later seasons, who knows? I don't know. It's good. But um, yeah, no, if you can get past the idleness of the show, it's, it's very good, which they, since they do go to an idol concert, they do have more music in this episode, which it's not great, but it's not bad. I mean, for like, for anime wise, like it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's good quality, but like, it's not something I would be listening to in my day-to-day -day life, but you know, it's fine. So, um, we got two shows though, that Tim, you've caught up on one being birdie wing and the other being, yeah, well, you're starting to watch your boy Kong Ming. How far did you get into that? I'm on like episode five. Okay. I won't spoil too, too much, but they are continuing. Like this episode is just basically a continuation of last episode where they're trying to find their voice or trying to find like, the rapper is basically like in his head, like, I don't have what it takes to defeat this other guy now. Like, what do I do? And he goes back to his home to like find his roots. And the girl's like, how do I find my voice? What do I do? And she's still performing with the other uh, girl who she like met on the sidewalk, who, like and performed together. So it's just a, is a good continuation of that. And they're like finally building towards like, they know who they are and what they want to do, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a it's a good episode. Uh, I won't you know spoil any other details or juicy bits just because Tim, you haven't gotten that far, um, and it is it is a good payoff. So I, I am excited for her to start singing a different song. 
Uh, is or... it the "Everything's Gonna Be All Right" song or whatever that she's been singing? Yeah, basically. Yeah, where no, I'm she at... sings that. She sings that for a while. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'll spoil I, I... that for you. What I find funny is like a lot of the like music in there. Like I've been watching like the, it's I mean it's not dubbed yet, is my understanding. So it's sort of funny that a lot of the songs are solely in English, and only some of them aren't in English. So that's sort of fun. Well, some yeah, it's it's like Japanese and English for every song. So it's yeah, in that aspect, it's a bit interesting. But I feel like uh. Not a decent amount, but there's a solid chunk of Japanese music that is Japanese with like English phrases mixed in randomly, which is fine. It's 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 good, but I would say that the the music in your boy Kongming is definitely leaps and bounds better than in Heroines Run the Show, but that's just a preference. So, so yeah, but um, Tim, I'm finally excited that like I've met somebody else who's finally caught up on Birdie Wing and how batshit crazy amazing this show is. It, it definitely made for an show enjoyable... Is, yeah. It's batshit crazy, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, what what I find... I mean, it's one of those things where it's fun that it's about golf, but I've been thinking about it. It's like you could replace golf with just about any sport and just like one-for-one one match and the show would still be great to watch. You mean like yeah. even water polo? You could replace it with oh, marbles. Tyler, God damn it. <laughs> okay, no, but to be fair, there's a YouTube channel, the Marble Olympics. That shit's addicting to watch, so I'm not even going to say like that that wouldn't be good to watch. That sounds incredible. Oh, dude, just you'll go down a bunny hole tonight if you if you look that up. I wouldn't do it, but no, it's I'm great. Anyway. I go down enough YouTube rabbit holes to begin with, so marbles is one thing I'll stay away from. Yes, but Birdie Wing is about golf. Uh, this episode was actually tame compared to all the other ones until the very last, like, ten seconds of the episode. It went so, a direction I was not expecting. Yeah, so the, the long of it short, like, the episode, there is basically the underground golf girl is taking on the... Her boss. On, like, the the boss of the the store that she initially went to that like got her into the tournament like they're doing a head for head like one for one like challenge in golf and it's the same thing they're at the like morphing golf hole course or whatever just doing one hole golf and if like you know whoever wins the hole wins the land essentially or the rights to build on the land again and Throughout the episode, it's kind of like back and forth, tit for or tick for tack, um, in which like neither one of them can really win. And but throughout the episode, you get this weird like thing. And I thought that this it was just like underground golf girl was really getting under the skin of this this lady who owns the golf store, because like every once in a while it would show like the golf lady in front of like a blue screen. And when she'd hit the ball, you would see like cracks, like you would see in a crack in a glass. And I was thinking, Oh, she's really, you know, she's starting to crack. She's like under pressure or whatever. And then the, like they start the last, the, the presumably last hole after what happens. Underground golf girl takes her shot. And then the golf store lady is just so absolutely fucking frustrated hits the ball and as soon as she hits the ball another one of those glass breaking moments happen but after the glass breaking thing happens you find out that this woman has a mechanical arm 
and part of it, like her bicep part, was made out of glass, and the entire thing just fucking snaps, and she has no fucking arm anymore. <laughs> this show is batshit crazy, and I fucking love it. Like, That's what astounding. the fuck is this? Like, what the shit? I don't understand, but I laughed so hard in just amazement as to what I was witnessing. I I can't wait. This is a show that I literally can't wait for the next episode of just to see oh, where I, they're going with this one. A hundred percent agree. Between this, I, I really do feel like your boy Kong Ming. Like I'm always wanting more and more and more and more. So like, but this too, like Birdie Wing is just one of those shows that I'm just like, oh man. Give me the next one. I need to know what random shit happens here. Well, but what, like, through, what I'm afraid it, of it. is that they're gonna do is they 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 were laying like the plot of like the of the teacher. I'm afraid they're gonna do a whole flashback episode and make us wait another week to find out what ha- what's happening with her arm and the whole match. Yeah, I was gonna bring up the fact that like throughout this golf match, you see what's going on outside where construction has started and which buildings are coming down. And the underground golf girls family was told, "Hey, I'm not gonna tell you that she's competing to stop this construction, but I'm also gonna tell you, like, I'm not gonna tell you to like leave. I'm gonna actually tell you to stay and put your trust in her. But I'm not gonna tell you what she's doing." And so, like, while they're packing up, they just stop packing. They're just like, please don't bulldoze down our house. Please, please and thank you. And, like, throughout this, like, you know, golf match, they just keep cutting back to them, just hiding in the house, just, like, hoping that they don't get their house demolished. And then the, the yeah, as he said, the or Tim said, the old golf coach that they had flashed back in the past episode just randomly appears out of nowhere to the bar and is just like, oh, I'm here. Like, oh, just put your faith in her. Everything will be fine. Whatever. Yada, yada. It, this show is so fucking insane. It's great. I love it. It's great. I don't know. It's, I want to know what idiot made a robotic arm with glass. I want to know what actual purpose that has. Does it I, allow her to hit ball the ball better? If more aerodynamic? Is just like why? I don't know, but her arm just fucking snapped, and she just like yells as if she's in pain. She's just like ah, kind of like uh, my arm. I was thinking more so like in Con, where is it Picard (laughs) or like Star Trek is just like (laughs) Con, but it's like that. Like her arm snaps and she drops to her knees and just like ah, it's just it's bizarre. It's fucking great. I love it. Go watch it. Um, but yeah, your boy Kung Ming, we talked about Birdie Wing, we talked about Tyler, you and I have a handful of shows before we get to one show that we're all watching, which is Spy Family. So, um, let's just run right through them real quick. Onipon, did you watch it this week? Yeah, I did. Of course. It's the idol episode. This is such a good episode. It's so dumb. It's so good. It's so good. I, like the, the humor, the humor is too much for me with this show. So like, on the nose, the fucking they get the oh my god! Basically, they they find an idol that everybody loves, which the anime trope it is one of their classmates in disguise. Yeah. Um, but the way that she disguises herself is she has like a like an ancient hammer object thing that she bonks herself in the head with, and she turns into the classmate and then turns into the idol. And at one point, she's like the two, two of the three demon girls or Oni like find out that who she is and they're talking 
And when they're like, yeah, we'll keep your secret, she gets so excited, she throws the hammer and it lands on like a pizza delivery man cart and he just drives away and they're like, well, time to go find that. Yeah. And it just evolves into chaos. Well, you, you missed you missed the funniest part, which is like the beginning of the episode is basically the idol transforming between idol form and schoolgirl form. And when the oh, like when the two Oni girls confront her, she's basically just as like, yeah, as a hobby of mine, I like to fuck with fans. Like I just I'll just if fans see me, I'll just run somewhere and transform and then run out. It brings me so much joy. I'm like, you're a sadistic little confusion. fuck. <laughs> just to see the confusion in their faces. Yeah. But I think the best part of the whole episode, because every episode up until this point, there's been at least one moment where they transform with their yep. their leopard print underpants. And the little bear always shows up out of nowhere and just says, screams bear in Japanese, which is Kuma. He's like, Kuma! And then like throws their underpants at him. And the one girl who's been oblivious this whole time she's she's not the one that knows the transformation she is very slow to catch on she's like i know what we'll do we'll transform into forensic scientists and we'll be able to to see to prove to this little girl who ended up with the the magical girl's little hammer that this is actually her hammer keychain and we're gonna do it using fingerprints yeah and they're like about to put it on and one of the other onis is like you know it just changes us into like different clothes right like we don't get all of the equipment or even the knowledge to do that and they're like and they throw all the underpants back at the little bear they're like all right let's figure out a different way so it's the first episode where they don't change like transform is it's so funny like it's always they're always able to spice it up just enough to make it still feel like really funny like episode as episode it's still like like it still feels like a kid show though like how everything just kind of transpires like it's just like oh she lost a keychain they have to go find it and like the previous episode or like one of the other episodes like oh this little part of town is 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 dying we should help them out by doing nice deeds around the town for these people to help their business like it's been all really simple stuff but by god is it funny <laughs> the three oni girls together are hilarious yeah no it, it was a good episode and it ends with basically the idol just trading the little girl who has the hammer a ticket to her show tomorrow for the hammer and then she gives the three oni girls a, uh tickets as well and they all go to the concert and they all have fun and then fucking the kuma bear little guy just, <laughs> just gets keeps just keeps every, getting fucking back kicked just, yeah. every time <laughs> Oh it's like God, it's, it's so it's small, good. and he's it's, it's joined the concert, and then just out of nowhere, it just takes a fucking foot to the face. It's just twice, twice, yeah, twice. <laughs> and it made uh, me laugh both times. It, it, it did make little, me laugh. Little, I, I will, I will. Like, I saw it coming. I saw it coming <laughs> I both times. It's, it is dude, just like slapstick humor, especially in cartoon form, will always and forever kill me. Like it, 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 it got me too. I, I will yeah. happily admit that. Yeah, but it was a good episode. I really enjoyed it. Uh, like all these episodes have been very solid for this show. Yeah, it's just such a bizarre little show that's easy to digest. Like it's it's good. And the ending that, song yeah. is a bop. Like oh my god, they don't even have a beginning song. They just have an, They just have a song. Yeah, they just it's and just it one is, song. It is legitimately a bop. But yeah, um, next up, I'm gonna give you the reins on talking about Daimon because I gotta turn the fan on in here. It is warm as hell. So Daimon, Daimon, um, another heartfelt episode. We get a new character. She's an apprentice, and she's 
she like basically she finds out about the sweet shop because in culinary school or uh, confectionery school. No, I think when it's she called? was she was a, she was a kid. Oh, that's and right. she saw a sculpture of like basically just a sculpture made out all out of sugar or sweets or chocolate or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, I want to do that and study under this person and yada yada. And she goes and does her dream and she becomes apprentice uh, an apprentice at the shop. And yeah, everyone. It's, it's, yeah, we all everyone thinks a, it's. Yeah, like this character is kind of just a a big stick up the ass type of character. Like she's very to the books, has to be perfect about everything. And then like she she finds out through like everybody that works in the shop in, like including the little girl that it's okay not to be perfect. Yeah. And that you have to loosen up and you have to care about your customers and get to know people, etc. It's not just all about this like making sure the suite is perfect. Well, yeah, and and she's also like very much a perfectionist too right like everything there can't be any inefficiencies there can't be any mistakes everything has to be done exactly the way it should be every single time no matter what because and and like that theme is sort of repeated in the episode too so like the first half is the apprentice joining the team we see a little bit more about her personality we get the incident with the younger girl who's basically like, no, it's not just about being perfect. Like, you know, and, and it's not just about making the confectionery and the sweets. It's about also being at the storefront and helping customers and being the face of the shop too. Like it's not all about, all about the sweets themselves. Like there is a customer service aspect to this. So you can't, you can't rightly like just up and, and leave and only focus on the sweets. Like there's, there's a multiple different angles to being a, uh, an artisan of sweets. Like it's not just about the sweets themselves. So that's the first half. The second half is like sort of, like I said, like a continuation of this whole like idea of being perfect and, and being able to repeat it um, is they go to a school and they end up hosting sort of like a confectionery sweets class class. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Like a cooking class, but, but it's, but it's how not to make sweets and it's not just for students. Like I think like, mothers were there with their daughters it was like a very class yeah um so it it was one girl that was in the the class that was very down the whole time and very hard on herself and her mom kept calling her clumsy and like oh you know you can't do anything right and then like kind of laughed at her and it's like oh that's kind of mean so then when they start making the sweets she makes the first one and it's, it's not super not perfect. It's not perfect. Yeah. Like I like 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 you would imagine someone making sweets for the first time. The the flower they're making a cosmos flower. And it's not very, you know, it's got some rounded edges. It's not as sharp on the petals as it should be. The the it's little not middle super even. Yeah, like it's just it's a little off and her mom kind of makes fun of her and you know, calls her kind of like, you know, like, "Oh, what is that?" and then like laughs and our main guy comes over and is like, uh, hey, don't do that. That's uh, that's not cool. Because guess what? Uh, she's not a little kid anymore. Like, you can't just kind of, like, laugh when she falls over or laugh when she has a pouty face like you would if she's little. Like, she's in grade school, and when you laugh at people like that, they get embarrassed. And it kind of flashes back to a moment that our main character had when he was in school, and he said, like, you know, oh, I want to work at the, my sweet shop, like my father and my grandfather. And all the kids laugh because they're like, that's so old school. And then his, I think 
teacher at the time. Yeah, because now mm-hmm. she's the principal. But the teacher at the time is like, hey, don't don't laugh. That's like, that's ridiculing someone for a dream they have. And that's completely, yeah, it's, like, it, it goes against, like, everything you want. You can want. dampen their potential. Like, they, they, right. they have this dream. They have the potential to do it. And you just making fun of them is just going to ruin that potential of just, like, maybe I shouldn't do this or whatever. And they're not going to put their whole heart into it. So yeah. it's just, like... Basically, he he teaches the mom a lesson that he learned way back when via his teacher. So, it's it's kind of just a good moment of him becoming the teacher in this instance. And then also the the other girl, the apprentice, also speaking up out of kind of place, because mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, it is a child and their daughter, and it may not be the place, but it is something like this is super personal so it's just like maybe it's not my place but this is how we feel and just don't make don't do this thing but it's a very out of character for this person that we just met so it's was, it was a good overall scene yeah and i like the fact that they again continued that whole the motif of of being perfect like you it yeah. just because the the father steps into at at the end of the conversation is basically like it's imperative that you make the sweets the same every single time. Like you want to yeah. have the same shape, the same flavor, because you want every customer to experience the same, have the same experience when they eat this sweet. But it's also okay to add your own flair to, to, to make mistakes. Like it takes a lot of time and effort to get to that point. So you shouldn't feel defeated or like like any like sort of rejection if you aren't able to do it right away like it takes years and years and years of practice so it's 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 good to appreciate what you're doing now with the expectation like you're hopeful to grow because he basically asked the little girl like so you know was this fun did you enjoy it and she's like it's hard but yeah i i liked it and he's like good that's what we want. That's what you should be feeling. Like you shouldn't feel. That's why you're here. Right. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't feel like one bad experience is going to ruin your whole perception of, you know, this particular task, which in this case was making sweets. Like you should take this as a learning opportunity, but also, you know, appreciate what you've done. It's like, it's hard. So it's again, every episode has such a great message and we say it week in and week out. Like it, 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 Every episode has some sort of tension. Conflict and resolution. Yep. And and it's always, there's you always see like little small growing moments in every character. Like the young girl speaking up when the apprentice, the old, you know, who's, who's older than her, obviously the younger girl is 11. The apprentice is, I would assume, somewhere in her late teens, early 20s. And is like, like you can't treat customers like that it's not about you know the customer service is important like that's a huge growing moment for her because she used to be pretty shy and pretty reserved um yeah and then standing up for the main character too like that's out of that's completely out of character for her up until this point and then the same thing with our main character at when they're doing the class like the fact that he stood up for the younger girl and talked to the mother 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 the mother and was like hey this is uh you know, you have to really think from her perspective and, and, you know, realize that this is really embarrassing for her. You have to keep that in mind. So a lot of yep. great moments. The show is perfect. I love it so much. And I think this was... If you love it, if you love it so much, you should marry it. Oh, <laughs> um, And uh, <laughs> it, it, it's the probably the 
most sweets we've ever experienced in one episode so far. Like, I think there was sweets from the very beginning until the very there. end. Yeah. So, it's great. I love it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, moving right along, we got basically our two comedy shows of the season, um, Kaguya and Komi. Uh, Kaguya is more Kaguya. This one was a little bit more tame on the comedy. I didn't find myself laughing as much this episode, which, you know what? It's fine. Yeah. It's not every episode has to be a banger. It doesn't. This was a, still a very good episode. It just wasn't as good as others. But basically all that happens is uh, fucking the accountant that I can't remember, ever freaking Ishigami? remember his name. Or, Ishigami. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Ishigami and the Ino. other girl, Hina. Yes. Ino. Ino. Thank you. They join the um, board of basically, not trustees or directors. Culture but, Festival. Uh, yeah, the culture committee. festival board committee thing, and they just, you know, it's basically more of the same in which, for Ishigami at least, in which it's like he joined the cheerleading squad and they had all this type energy like about this one thing or whatever, and so did these people being on the committee, and they're all just hype, and Eno is just like, oh no, it's this type of thing. He's not going to be into it. At least I could have solace in that. And then all of a sudden you see him cheering along right with them. Well, because like, his, his love interest is the is coordinating well, everything. Yeah, his love. In, but it wasn't only that. But he's like, I've done this before. I know how to blend it. I know yeah. how to do this. And he's, <laughs> yeah, just, and he's just like, he's just like gets up on the table and starts cheering. Yeah, it's great. And then, uh, I mean, they have that whole thing. Uh, and there were questions from the students as to why they couldn't do this or that. And there were people on the board or like, you know, the committee that were just like, I can answer this. And they were all like, you know, these nerdy, tropey anime guys. And it's, that all it's because a, of this yeah. that we can't do that. Mm-hmm. They have the one guy with the glasses and the fucking beaver teeth. Like, yeah. he's just like, oh, we can't Which do I this wanna, for that reason. I want to know, wh- like, what person in real life did they base that off of? Like, I want to meet this person. Oh, it's Frank Fur. Oh, God, a terrifying image is now stuck on my screen disgusting anywho um yeah so basically these four guys all like try and answer these questions and then ishigami being part of the student council and having all this experience elsewise is just like yeah no there are loopholes to get around this oh no it's actually for this reason oh no so like these guys trying to show off for this one girl is just getting shut the fuck down by ishigami and it's great and then the last question was something about like oh can we have a bonfire and that's when Eno's like, yes, I want to do that. And everybody's like, no, we can't because the adults in the neighborhood don't think we're responsible, yada, yada. And because she's part of, like, the security council thing or whatever. Disciplinary she, board or something, yeah. Disi- yeah, yeah, yeah. She just goes around the neighborhood and just, like, gets permission from everybody and telling them this is how we're going to make it safe, this is how we're going to do it, et cetera. And they finally get permission. And it's, it's, a yeah. good, it's a good, more wholesome episode than anything. I, I think and I it, think the reason that it wasn't like as funny is because like every single character had their own weird thing happening, because like yeah. like Ishigami and Ino had the culture committee, um, Kagawa was like getting interviewed by the the newspaper, and that the, was such a weird. It was very strange. Bit. Yeah, I I, I I guess it was to introduce these new characters. I, I don't know. I guess, yeah, they're, like, part of the newspaper. No, they're part of the uh, Kaguya, like, fan club yeah, secret but, organization thing. But they're also part of, like, the, yeah, like, one's, like, the newspaper, newspaper and one's the, like, 
television news. Like they do like actual like television news broadcast. style stuff. Yeah, broadcast. So they have like this weird yeah. scene with both Kagawa and, and uh, Shiragane. The president. Yeah. yeah. And then like there's another, which this one I'm glad they didn't go full force with, but it, like uh, the president is trying to do balloon animals and stuff and he keeps popping It's balloons. another one of those instances where like the president is real shit at something and Chica. but he's committed and he's <laughs> trying it, and Chica just does not want to get dragged into teaching him something new and then eventually just the president knows that she doesn't want to so he leaves the room goes to the like the student council room kagu is trying to study up there and he just keeps popping balloons left and right trying to make balloon figures and just can't fucking do it and that's when chica's like oh it's because you're trying to be a cheap ass using all the old balloons that have deteriorated here take the brand new balloons these ones will be fine you'll be good at this it'll be okay he's like oh thank you and she's like, oh, thank God. It was just that. And as she's like mid-sentence, he pops another balloon. It's like... And they all freeze. What? They all just freeze. And it's... That part I did I did laugh a little bit at. I yeah. was like, this is... That was, that, was, that was pretty dang funny. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's, it's, it it's was, clear it to tell. Overall, yeah. It, it's, it's really clear that they're going to set up... Because I think they said it, the Culture Festival is two days. So we might just have two straight episodes of Culture Festival stuff. I could see two or actually even three. Yeah. Depending on if they're trying to get super into the plot of some sort. Well, yeah, because especially Cause they, after they last week. They teased it so bad last episode. It's just like, man, they are really good. They're now going to finally start getting into the plot three seasons in. You're like, hell yeah. yeah. Okay, give well, it to me. And it's just like, I feel like that they will do it. And especially with, yeah, and also uh, uh, Shirogane is just like, hey, if she, if neither of us say anything, like ask each other out by the culture festival, I'm going to ask her out. Yeah, it it, it finally put a time parameter on like when this is gonna have to wrap up, right? Like yeah. we finally got the the actual like death clock counting down, like Majora's Mask style. Like you've got X amount of hours, bitch, get to it. Otherwise, you're gonna lose your chance forever. You're gonna regret it for the rest of your life. When so. you said death clock, I thought I don't know why I death didn't even clock, think of like Majora's Mask. Yeah, I was thinking more so the <laughs> Metal Adult Oculus? Swim show. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Metal. Oh my god, what a blast from the past out my ass. Anywho, uh, on to our next show. Comey can't communicate. Fucking Christmas. what a great episode. Well, yeah. It's the Christmas episode, but it's also Comey's birthday, and I I remember reading this and I was like, yes, this is this is such a good scene and episode. I. It's one of those things that I read it so quickly that there are things that I forgot that once I see it on screen, I'm like, yes, this, this is going to be great. Yeah. And it was because Comey's mom is in it. Yep. And it's not that just Comey's mom is in it. She gets into the high school hijinks of playing the games that they're playing with them. And she takes it to the extreme where everybody's kind of just pussyfooting about of just like, oh, well, you gotta explain the game. Let's do this and let's do that. So basically the gang is the, the gang. The game is the gang is all uh, here. The gang's all here playing the game. Um, you lose the game. Anywho, uh, that's an old joke. If you know, you know. Um, uh, I'm so They're old. playing a game where... Fuck you. They're playing a game in which they all have sticks, and one of them is like a little red dot at the end, and then all the other ones are numbered. And basically, whoever has the red dotted one is the king, and they can command anybody with the like numbered sticks to do whatever. And so... Everybody's just like, oh, I want this person to do this. I want this person to do that. But they're all, like, innocent things. Like, 
the weirdest one is definitely Tarano, and he's like, I want number this to massage my back. No, I think Agari has the weirdest one. Okay, I, She basically I, okay. is just like, treat me like a dog, <laughs> and everyone's yep. like, ah. Uh. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I mean... Granted, Augury's always going to be the weirdest one. Yeah. Uh, that or Amai. But uh, Amai actually is just like, she rigged it to where she knew which one Komi was going to have. And instead of going the lewd route, which she really wanted to do, she wanted to like rightfully ask for her contact information because she had it from a different person, like a different source, but she never asked Komi for it. So Komi doesn't know that she has her contact info. So she's just like, well... I'm going to get it the good old fashioned way and actually ask her instead of doing something lewd and disgusting. And but then she's like, but I could just I could... ask her to give me one of some of her panties or something like that. Yeah. And then her brain like she's fried. So weird. Yeah. I like you. My, she's, 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 she's all right. She's, she's a special one. Yeah. I like the fact that she can change her voice from this very high pitch, sort of like bubbly princess to just this very, very Fuck disturbing that makes me like that makes me laugh a lot but yeah, yeah. The, but, that uh, uh kobe's bombs though that had me on the she floor joins in. she's like i'm the king and everybody's like ah okay cool what do you want us to do number nine number six kiss yeah, yeah like, like just what? like bold like stone-faced just like she's like kiss do it do and it, it turned out to be the the ninja kid in Tadano, and the ninja kid's just like just on the cheek, just get it done real quick, just just do it, just do it, and they kiss, and everybody's bl- like the ninja kid starts blushing. Tadano's like, "What are, Why you, are you blushing, blushing for? for? What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh, what God. the hell?" It was it. Oh, I also oh, I love so good. I love the part with uh, Nakanaka and Yamai because like Nakanaka uh, gets to be king, and she sees Yamai's number in the reflection of an ornament. And she's like, you fool, I have learned of your weakness. You shall be mine. But then, like, Yamai's like, but you no, fool, I flipped it upside down. Just, you lose. It's not, even just, <laughs> it's not even just that. Like, that whole sequence is, like, uh, Lelouch of the Revolution. Like, that, it, that is a whole Code Geass, like, reference there. Like, she takes the eye patch yeah. off, and he, like, she opens up her other eye, and it, like, that, that's a whole Code Geass reference that I absolutely love. It's, like it's so good. They do so well at like dropping those little, little subtle Easter egg stuff, but I, like, the uh, I feel like they spent a lot of money on that animation scene too, because that that went oh, real hard out of, out of care. nowhere. It was fucking worth it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but, no, this uh, was a great episode. I, I will say though, it yeah. felt a little sluggish just because the first half was from, like everyone's perspective. Uh, like leading up to or not leading up to but like at Comey's house celebrating and then like the second half was everything that happened before they came over to her house to celebrate so it was like in the whole Comey's like perspective and yeah, then, yeah and then everything beforehand in Tadano's perspective yeah so it was it was still a hilarious episode the Christmas episodes yeah. will always be very wholesome and just so much fun but yeah it's a blast Let's talk about the best show of the season, hands down. Spy Family. Yay, or Spy, Spy X Family. Family. Apparently, I'm the weird one for not pronouncing the X, but, like... I mean, I, I say... I'm just going to call it Spy Family. Yeah, I call Hunter, 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 Hunter. I don't say Hunter, X, Hunter. We had so, this conversation. I do yeah. say Hunter, X, Hunter, which is kind of weird. So, anywho, um, Spy Family 
it what a what a like where do you even begin with this show because it's it's all amazing yeah and we're getting like like we're finally getting more characters now too that are gonna come back like at yeah, the very we're getting, end we're getting all the students oh we'll get to oh that. yeah we're but getting we're to finally, the students too yeah yeah like we're finally getting into school life for anya and like her like making friends with becky and trying to apologize to desmond and his crony bunch like god they are the like epitome of other anime tropes of just um, like the weasel kid without the glasses I, and the fat tubby kid who's just like Ooh. you mispronounced desmond it's pronounced scion boy oh my god i don't even think we got into scion boy i think i, I think, think she said happened. it at one no, point in her little flat like the scion boy i think she did when she's listening to to lloyd to twilight because if the, we did i missed it because like so the the first part of the episode right is like she has she's she's really upset that she punched da- is it damien or desmond i thought it was damien right oh it is damien well, yeah damien yeah damien i'll look it desmond. up you continue i think desmond's the last name anyway but she's like she's like i'm in trouble and twilight's like no you're not it's okay just you know be better at school apologize it is okay you're so bad with names. You honestly should just just leave I names. Know. Yeah, it's all right. We 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 learn. We move on. We evil grow. evil son evil evil son. Should we call him just evil, evil son? son? Then? I, yeah. Well, we don't know if the son's evil yet. It's just his father. There's yeah. still room to change. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's kind of a little prick, but I mean, he might be a little bully, but that doesn't. I mean, he's like in kindergarten or first grade or whatever. Tim, are you are you defending bullying? No. Is that your hot take? Your first <laughs> guest starring on our sh- on our show and your hot take is bullying is okay? Bullying's not okay. Hey, However, he's 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 bullying in the name of love and he just doesn't know it yet. That's true. Yeah. It's a love bullying. But yeah, so the first part is is uh Anya going off to school and Twilight obviously being the spy that he is having to go there to ensure that she's going to apologize and doing everything in his power to make that happen. Like, leave subtle hints carved into the 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 topiary of the school grounds or, like, shine lights off roofs that say, you're fortunate today, go apologize to someone. Or literally writing it on her lunch saying, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> like, lots of things. And then her finally going up to Damien and, and breaking down and crying, and then Damien gets all flustered, and he's like... I would never like you run away. And he runs away. I reject your apology. Bye. Yeah, and, and that's when Twilight's like, "You've got to be shitting my dick." I how in the he just rejected her apology. Are you joking? Time to put down the kid. Yeah, time to put him down. I, I, it, it was a good episode. I mean, I think that was essentially primarily being entirety of the episode was just her trying to apologize and getting cock blocked by her friend becky the entire time and then when she finally does that happens but um at the very end i mean the credits roll and then after there's like an after credit scene and it's one of the i think co-workers for your at the public buildings office and yeah he's talking to somebody and she's like oh how was yours uh, date or whatever that came to the party? And you find out that it's yours brother. And that's when he finds out that yours married. 
and starts to freak out like what and that's when the episode truly ends which if you watch like the next time on spy family you see that he meets everybody well yeah so even i'm just gonna leave it at that we are not gonna talk about next episode oh yeah no, no 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 but like even before that they leave subtle hints about yuri the brother because twilight asked your he's like you your brother works in government basically i can't remember what he actually says he's like your brother works in the government he must be pretty smart um you know and you must be pretty smart too and she's like yours like uh no he would actually teach me even though i'm older than him like he's just really fascinated about teaching me and, and and seeing me learn and showing how smart he is like he he would always love to do that so um, you know, he's, he's the brains of the family and Twilight's like, Hmm, you know, maybe we should have him over and maybe he can help tutor Anya. So we get like a little subtle, like drop of like, Ooh, you might see this character come up. And then, yeah, the last scene with y- Yuri being like, Oh, my sister's married. Okay. I'm going to take this. I'm calm. I'm not freaking out. You're freaking out. <laughs> like, you're like, Oh, this next episode is going to be quite the doozy. Huh? Yep. Quite the doozy indeed. Uh, Like, again, I'm just... This show is a standout show. It is gold. Even though it was kind of like... There wasn't any action at all in this episode. I mean, it was just for purely just to move the plot along and, like, show more of the plot. It was still a phenomenal episode. It was still a good episode. Like, I was laughing the entire time for Anya's shenanigans. And then, you know, just knowing what I know at the very end like oh boy like i this show is just a delight to watch yeah. if you don't agree that's on you tim i want to hear your <laughs> thoughts because you haven't talked to us about it like what what are your thoughts on this show and where we've come up to and where like if you have not read ahead tim where do you think it's gonna go oh i'm caught up with reading okay so don't tell me where it's gonna go but what do you what are your thoughts on the adaptation then i don't know i think the i think the adaptation is great um it's it's really interesting to sort of like the comparing the two mediums in a way because it's one of these strange situations where reading i find that reading is actually quicker than watching the show unlike oh i mean probably in this sort of like anime manga type stuff it's probably rather common where reading's quicker than watching the show but i mean like if you're watching like other movies books you're gonna be it takes you like nine hours to read the book while the movie takes you two hours or type thing. But here in like two hours, you're going to be finished caught up. But I mean, I digress to where your actual question was, was that, um, I don't know the, the show I think has some strong points where you get the, you, you, it it seems more personal in a way where you're going to have like the, you have the voice actors, uh, doing things you you have you can tell when someone's having a thought rather than well it, it plays out more normally in the show than reading it but i think both of them have their pluses and minuses and how they're conveying the story overall yeah i i'd agree like there there are pluses and minuses like i feel like in the in the manga they do put a lot more ev- uh, like emphasis on the overworld of like how really insane the political climate is and how paranoid all these people in power are because like there are people getting arrested left and right for the smallest stingiest things 
while the show really hasn't shown all too much of that outside of like after when your meet or sorry when Lloyd meets all of yours coworkers. So like I get it from that perspective, like that there are stark differences, and I feel like that the adaptation is is still true though for the most part to the source material. I think that just that one slight difference. It it does make a difference, but I think that like they can still add it in there whenever they want. They're just kind of building up these characters and this not necessarily this world right now. It's just the characters in the situation they're in, rather than like, here's the world and here's people getting arrested for, you know, having an untied shoe throughout the day in your office or some shit. I don't know. That's just a random example that's not even true. But I mean something that minor could get you arrested. I would say though that it, it I like the pace that it's going at. And I, I don't mind that we haven't hit on that a lot because to me, they've dropped enough like subtleties with all those different pieces throughout the episodes that have already happened. Cause like to your point, they already talked about in one episode, like how it's weird to be a single woman at the age of like, like 25 or 26 or 27. Um, yeah. Like you could just be reported as a spy and then like, poof, you're gone. Like no one finds you again. Like it's happened a lot. Like it's talked about at yours place of business. Granted, since the party, we haven't seen that come up yet, but I, I like how they've set everything up because, and not to give spoilers away for what happens later, but you know there are certain characters that embody those different pieces of the stories, right? Because like, like Twilight is effectively the the you know he's the spy, he's the secret agent on behalf of the other country trying to stop the country he's in from starting the next war like your has her own agenda and, and and missions in terms of like the fact that she's had to do this to survive like you know like this is all she knows i and then anya's just fucking anya she's great she's chaotic, can't, yeah, chaotic. She, she can't be she can't be energy dismissed or you know there's no faults in anya whatsoever but like she's along for the ride yeah so they're at i think they're at the point now where we can start to build more upon those pieces. I think if you, if you go and, and focus on one aspect of the show too much, you, it, it doesn't leave a lot of room to grow out some of the other pieces. So the way they're doing it with sort of just kind of plainly setting out everything and doing the slow build lets you sort of digest everything very like, you know, routinely and, and not have it be just a goddamn funnel being shoved down your throat all at once. So I appreciate that piece. And yeah, I mean, it is sticking true to the source material. I think we're still only like, what, through nine chapters so far? So it's like... I just looked it up. We're, we're through 10 chapters. 10 chapters. Okay, so they, they, they picked it up. And there are 62 total. I mean, you have point fives, which are like kind of side stories, but like they're on 62 yeah. coming up to 63. So, so I mean, they've got plenty of material but this is yeah. all this is all just to say too that i i think it's moving at a great pace i i love the fact that they're taking time with building every single aspect of the 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 story and the plot out and not you know not going full speed in one and on one side and then you know doing the the whole like backtrack of like oh here are the other little tidbits that you should know about like it's it's all being sort of puzzle pieced together really smoothly so to where you're like okay this is easy to follow like i can understand what's happening 
everything is sort of being laid out in a nice manner and I can really take my time and enjoy each episode for what it's providing me. So like this episode, yeah, not like a ton happened, but we, again, we get that, we get that new character and the whole like, oh, he works for the government. So now you're starting to see like, oh, okay, here's that angle that we were introduced to before. Maybe we'll get a little bit more information from that side through his, through this character's lens. What I almost yeah. wish uh, is that there's almost like a spinoff or something, or they or someone approaches this. I, I mean, the, what they're doing is great, and I'm, I'm really enjoying what they're doing, but I would think what would be really interesting is if they approach the story in like three separate movies, and it's the same exact storylines. You're just through the viewpoint of one character at a time. So there's like a Lloyd movie, an Anya movie, and a Your movie, and you'll know what they're thinking, but they don't, but I mean, because you're is stuck in one point of view. And you see, I don't know, I think that would be cool. I think if you did that from the very beginning, but you keep Anya's episode for last because, she, like, you don't know that she's a telepath, I think that that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. And again, not spoilers, but I can see them doing that formula, like integrating that formula to an episode for a couple of stories that may or may not be coming up this season and or in the future. So yeah. they, they, again, they have a lot they can work with, with the characters they built out and the world they're starting to expand. So it's just, it's now, it's just a matter of how they're going to execute and, and seeing what incredible and amazing storytelling they can do episode to episode, which at this point it's been nothing but impeccable so far. So keep it up. It up and thank you all for keeping up with us and staying with this episode. Um, before we head out, unmute yourself so Tim, you could tell us where to keep up with you if you want people to keep up with you. Oh, I don't, I don't really keep up on social media. I'm sort LinkedIn. of LinkedIn. No, um, there you go. Yeah, MySpace. find them at LinkedIn, MySpace. Uh, you can probably find them on Newgrounds in the comments section. Yep, but um. Tim, thank you for joining us this week. We we hope to have you back sometime soon. Greatly appreciate you joining us. Um, we will be back next week, probably next Tuesday, because we will be having a holiday on Monday, and I will be traveling back home. So we will be back next Tuesday with a new episode live, and then that'll go up Wednesday as normal. So um, in the meantime, if you want to talk to us, keep up with us. You can find us at Bakako Podcast on Twitter. And uh, while you're there, you can join our silly little Discord, send us uh, some love, some hate, some whatever you want in between. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. So until then, Spark Triumph, we'll see you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.